Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Here are two more poems from my 2018 book, Bone, Antler, Stone. And these two poems take up the stone aspect of the title, both in metallurgy and with uh, stone itself on its own. And the first poem is called Song to the Smith. Hobble-headed, odd, and with a lame foot, a weird man, the weirdest, talking to nobody but the fire's colorful heart, how it dances and from its flames the stones of our forebears are distended and beaten and poured, stone the enduring sign of our ancestors, stone the rough jagged bones of earth, suddenly smooth and luminous from his hands, the solitary smith, the borderland smith, the smith both dangerous and jeopardized, honestly feared, but then mocked for his impairment, a lameness or a lag or a lazy eye, concerned with the transformation we seek, concerned with ground beauty, sun beauty, with the voice of the dead and the metal's jarring clang. But there's an equal trembling at such talent, the attitude given to gods obeyed but not loved, shamans and smiths two birds from the same nest, the same unreliable nest and world that requires their haunted gifts at all, fear and hope, a fusion in their fire, that their eyes and hands dance with and renew, within them too much of death, too much of life. And that's one of my favorite poems from the book. I have a, a great affection for this guy. I've had a great affection for a long time now to the stories in Greek myth of Hephaestus or of his Roman counterpart Vulcan, uh, these, these guys who uh, are the least, apparently the least heroic of the gods, basically living underground, uh, all sooty in front of the fire, and, and it's easy in the stories for them to be mocked as oafs or as uh, disfigured, uh, being disfigured gods, that being an odd thing to, to say. And so when I came to write uh, Song to the Smith, I had that in mind as well as the writings of archaeologists who suggest that, uh, that handicapped people, people with bad legs, lame foots, and the rest, it's possible that they were given the jobs of being smiths because it was believed that the impairment in their body meant that they had a deeper connection within 
to things divine. And there's also the idea, uh, I don't know how much I buy it, but it's, it's quite an idea, that the, the power, almost the magic, they probably would have seen it as a form of magic, that metallurgy was to these people uh, was so great that when they came upon someone or when they found someone who was able to do these things, they would have injured them themselves to keep them within a town or a village. Uh, it's a very strange uh, place to be in, and I tried to put that into the poem, uh, the idea of this person being both feared and revered. And, uh, and I put that not only into this poem, but I knew that I would end up putting it into a much longer poem, a new long narrative poem that I've been working on over the past year, and where the where the hero of the poem is a smith with a lame foot. And in the very first book, you have him uh, living in a village where people respect him, but he sort of has to live on the outskirts. They don't trust him. They respect, but do not trust him. They need him, but would rather not see or speak with him. Um, and the second poem is just called A Song to Stone. It seemed like a good uh, a good counterpart to the one about the smith. And this is A Song to Stone. The hardened, quiet persistence of stone, the longevity of our graves beneath them, not permanent, but very nearly so. Our people should be stone, our families. The seasons are stone, their circling endurance, some slab in the landscape always there. Love is stone, the gods are stone, stable. The ground is stone, and it's always giving. The rivers and the seas are stone, ceaseless. But then the most adorable anything splits, or the ground betrays us to starvation, and all the waters rise and overwhelm. The gods can ignore us, and the seasons tilt, and the oldest friends give way to frenzy and violence, stone put to slaughter's use. Yet none of these are so unlikely as failed stone. Instead, deepest veins in all directions, exemplar of stillness and tenacity. Any comments or suggestions for readings I should make in future episodes can be emailed to Human Voices Wake Us the number one, at gmail.com. Links to each work used in this episode can be found in the episode description. If you enjoy Human Voices Wake Us, you can subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. The music here is Duke Ellington's Arabesque Cookie.